570. In L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. Okay, here we go. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete, continuing today on AM570 LA Sports. Just two hours for us, Rodney, so it's kind of a sprint today. A little bit of a sprint. We, get, we still got to round that turn, Fred. We're rounding the turn, coming for home. David Vassay joins us later in the hour. Dodgers getting ready in Houston to take on the Astros. And, of course, that's a game you'll hear right here on AM570 LA Sports. We have to get you caught up in everything that's happened today, and we have to provide some sort of spirituality with oh, both yeah. basketball teams playing tonight. Oh, yeah. The Dodgers in Houston. We've got to come together. We've got to oh, feel the vibes. Big day in L.A. It's big day in LA. right now. Yeah, and to set the table for that. Oh, man. Let's welcome on <laughs> Victor Brick with the Daily Haiku at 2, which today is at 107. Why? Because it's not at 2. We have to It's be- a name brand. Haiku at 2. I know it is, but I just like to be specific. That's all I'm trying to do. You know, say 7-Eleven at 3 o'clock. <laughs> no, 7-Eleven at 8th Street. All right. Let's welcome on Vic the Brick. Vic, good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon, Fred. Good afternoon, Vic. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. He delayed. He let it marinate, Vic. Let it marinate. He let it marinate. Look at him. He's learning. He's, He's learning. learning. Our boy is learning, Vic. His mind is growing. <laughs> learning. Good afternoon, all. Pete, Rodney, Pete, you know it's a brand name, Haiku at two. Damn right, Vic. You damn right. Good afternoon. Oh, Pete. VTP. Perfect spiral delivered by Rodney Pete. VTP. He's the executive producer. The Rogan and Rodney Show. Please put your hands together and show the love. It's Kevin Figures now. Mm-hmm. This diversity in his background is helping him a lot tonight. On the ones and the twos and the threes and the fours, you know him, you love him, is Rodney Fazio. The moo, the chi, hits the energy with VTB. Having <laughs> the time of his life. Yeah. Very nice, yeah. very nice, Rodney. <laughs> Fred, you said it. It's a humongous night for the Lakers and the Clippers. Yes. Now, the Lakers will be prepared tonight. But I've never seen a team so ill-prepared for a game one as they were in the desert. I'm not sure if it was the cactus. I'm not sure if it was the tequila. I'm not sure if it was the agave. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was the mescaline. I mean, I don't know what it was. Did I say mescaline? Yes. Yeah. I don't know what it was. But that team wasn't ready to run. It was not 
but they'll be ready tonight. You know, AD will have a big game. AD, you know, as is the history of Anthony Davis, he doesn't have two schlocky games in a row. When he has a schlock game, he follows it up with a really good game, and that's the pattern. And that's Anthony Davis. But the inconsistency, you know, obviously makes Lakers fans nuts. Why can't he come out every game and be AD? Yeah. Why? That's just the way he is. He's an enigma. You know, why does Kuzma go scoreless in 19 minutes? He's an enigma. Why does get abused by Booker? I don't know. Eliminate that, Fred. Why does he get abused by Booker? My right? mistake. Why does Contavious Caldwell Pop can't shoot on a consistent basis? I don't know. But you know tonight. My pants are up. <laughs> but I know tonight the Lakers will come back. <laughs> we we hope so, Vic. We know you're at home. <laughs> we know, we know you're my, at home, Vic. I am home. Uh, keep your pants up, Vic, even I'll if, you, even if you're up. home. Did you hear what uh, KCP said the other day? First what of all, say? I ain't no bitch. That was Barkley. I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> Vic, I couldn't get that sound out of my head last night. <laughs> I was hearing it in my dreams. I went, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when the Dodgers go up 11 nothing on the hated ones, that's how I feel. I win. <laughs> oh, BTB. Oh, man. Rodney Pete. <laughs> My man oh, no. from Whittier. Yes. I win. <laughs> Clippers will also bounce back tonight. Kawhi is not going to let it happen. Kawhi's going to take the game into his own hands tonight. <laughs> That's right, Kawhi. And someone just got to put a body on Doncic. What are you again, doing, Fred? Yeah, Fred. Fred's like a little kid. Doing. He's like a little Fred, kid. Which button's on the elevator? Vic is not Cowboy from Windsor on the Bill Ma uh, Ben Maller show. You don't just play sound drops while Vic is talking. This is, a, like I said, a reverential time. We want to hear what Vic has to say. My mistake. No. No. <laughs> Clippers will be fine tonight. Yeah. Probably Lakers a loser. We'll, we'll split the Ready. We're gonna go one-one into Thursday. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so no one, you know, no one, no one's freaking out. You know, game one's. That's why it's a, it's it's called a series, right? It's a best of seven. Nah. A best of seven. Nah. What is a seven? Nah. A seven. Nah. I would. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you, are you guys like me? I'm pumped for tonight's matchup of uh, yes. Hirsch and Greinke. Greinke's been getting just torched lately. Talk about an enigma. He's a freak. You know the funny thing about him is? Mm. I mean, he's really been getting hit around, knocked around hard lately. Yeah. I don't think he even realizes it. He's just <laughs> wow. in his own world. Wow. <laughs> hey, we win, we lose. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I'm just going to flow just through pain. life. Yeah. Just pay me. As long as I get that paycheck. That's Zach Greinke. That's what he, that's what he told Ned Coletti. Just pay me. Ned said, okay, we'll pay you. They paid him. Yeah. He pitched well. He said, Listen, wherever he goes, he pitches well. Yeah. 
He's going to win, you know, 14, you know, between 12 and 14 games a year. He'll keep you in games. His, he's a good pitcher. He's his a good best pitcher. line, his best line was from last year when they asked him how he felt about not playing in front of fans. He was like, "Oh, it's great. That means there's nobody asking me for autographs before the game starts." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he's also a schmuck. But by the way, what is he think? <laughs> That's really not a good attitude. But that's <laughs> higher to life. I think that's he should be ashamed of himself. He should be, but that's Granky. That's who he is. It's that's his identity. Cranky. It's his yeah, identity. His identity is you're not just an enigma. He's a very annoying enigma. A.E. Annoying enigma. A.E. Thank A -E. you. Or account executive. A.E. Or Aaron Emanuel, A.E. Oh, good pull. <laughs> My man. <laughs> well, this haiku for you today. I'm going to uh, a different a different uh, dimension, really, a different uh, ask, a different flavor. Yeah. With Fuseki. Oh, F yeah. Fuseki. S-E-K-I. It's That's F-U-S-E-K-I. Yeah. Fuseki. This is the second time we've had Fuseki. Yeah. We bring him up from Oklahoma City. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So this is by Fuseki. Why is the Albuquerque minor league team called the Isotopes? Yeah, terrible It's a nuclear, name. nuclear thing, Fred. There might be a plant out there or something. I don't know. Exactly. Isotopes. Yeah. A nuclear I think of yeah. Maybe a plant, or, or maybe they uh, develop isotopes. Either develop that or, isotopes. Either that, or it's where they dump all the radioactive waste underground. There you go. There you go. Yeah. You know, yeah, some stuff from Area 51 kind of leaked over there. You ever been to Albuquerque? Alien I have. Parts. Many times. Beautiful. beautiful city. It's Is it? beautiful. Yeah. What's it resemble? It's even more beautiful in Santa Fe, New Mexico. It's even more oh. beautiful in Albuquerque. Gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. That's where the artists hang out. Yeah. Albuquerque is more blue collar, you know, more blue, blue but they have the most amazing blue corn tortillas, of course, in New Mexico. Oh, 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 Is it like Phoenix, Albuquerque? A little bit, a little bit, a little, a little bit, bit, smaller, smaller. Yeah, it is smaller, yeah, smaller. But smaller, but uh, similar, deserty, you know, sunsets, more, more deserty, I guess, say, uh, yeah, more the, sandy. Or Sandy, yeah. known for their balloon festival. Yes, yes. You ever been in a hot air balloon, Vic? Never, and I'll never go. Never go? No, we're not going in a hot air balloon. Why not? My beloved bride Yuko and I were just talking about hot air balloons last night, and we both said, "Forget about it." Hot air balloon. Why don't you want to? Why would you ever go, Vic? Just are you nervous I, about it, the hot air drifting, balloon? Or you... it's, a, it's a drifting feeling. You know, I have no control, and I'm drifting. Why you can control it. You can control the hot air balloon. You're up there with an engineer. That's a good point. I'm not no. just alone. Not alone. With, with Yuko in the balloon. Right. Well, why did that come up last night? I don't know. We were talking hot air balloons. You know, our conversation is, is uh, vast and spacious. Yeah. We, we like to cover many topics. Vic, you ever skydive? Never. Never will? Never will. Never wanted to? No desire. Ready? I'm with you, Vic. Right, friend. Right. Rodney, would you go? He went. I did it. 
Once. Once is all I needed. Did it one wow. time. Wow. I, I, I did it for a show I was on. On uh, Fox called Best Damn Sports Show. And I dressed I remember, up. Sure. I dressed up and I flew. I skydived. Is it dive or dove? Uh, I think it dove. I, I dove with the uh, with the flying Elvi. You know the flying Elvises that were uh, in the in the movie with uh, Nick Cage. You got famous for that. But there, you dress up in uh, as Elvis. Oh, and I yeah. jumped out of a plane in an Elvis costume with the Elvis hair. That was my first and only and last time skydiving. It was exhilarating, though. It was amazing. You're floating. I was tandem with somebody on my back. Thank God you're 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 nervous. The guy counts when you scoot up to the edge of the plane and pushes you out. Doesn't push you out. Just say I'm gonna count to five when we're gonna go. But you go on two instead of five, so you're out. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're you're floating, man, and it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, but you're so happy when that chute opens. Yeah. Oof. Wow. When your chute opens and. You know you're you're gonna just float down. It, it's a whole different type of feeling, and then you can really start to enjoy it. You know, if you're not in a plane, if we were meant to fly, we'd have wings, Rodney. Oh. Then why do you go in a plane? You can't just say I oh, would not have meant to fly. That has wings. Have wing. Yeah. That has man-made wings. wings. Still wings. Fred, what would happen if the, if the if the Wright brothers? heard you and said if man was meant to fly he'd have wings the Wright brothers yeah. never would have taken their plane out in North Carolina exactly no Vic no Vic if they would have said man is meant to fly without a vehicle that would have been one thing but they said man is meant to fly and created a plane so man is not meant to swim because we don't have fins well, I don't go in the ocean and well you shouldn't the ocean don't like you Freddie that's what I'm saying but men, people shouldn't swim because we don't have any fins or gills. That's right. <laughs> we don't have gills. <laughs> Fred, we are going. We are going to eliminate your fear of the ocean. It's going to yes. take time. Yes. But we're going to eliminate your fear. Stop baiting the animals, Fred. Well, my presence. Stop, stop. Yeah. Them. You're teasing them. Uh, my presence. They just go the animals don't me. like to be tortured and teased, Fred. By my very presence in life? Yeah, why are they attracted to you so much? I don't know. Jellyfish? Yeah. Stingrays? It's a vibe. Name it. It's a vibe. The fish, the fish know. They know. Animals know. Yes. They do know. Do dogs pee on you, Fred? No. Dogs do not pee on me. <laughs> you know, sometimes they, they know, too. They know to go up and pee on certain things. I was walking down the street. I was assuming that they, they would... Just strange dogs would pee on you. No, but I was walking down the street one day and somebody had a dog. And they walked over to me and I'm talking to him and I said, you know, this is a nice dog. Pleasant dog. And I have dogs. I went to pet the dog on the head. The dog bit me. Oh, great. <laughs> it's true. Still have nightmares about that. The dog was on a leash with an owner? Yeah, dog bit me. And you went over nicely to the dog? They came over to me and we were talking. I said, oh, what a nice dog. Give the dog a little pet. Boom. Left finger. Broke the skin? Yeah. Oh. What is it with you and animals, Fred? For Fred, real. You gotta be, it must be one with the animals. I tried. Maybe check, you check your sweat glands that you're giving off a particular odor when it comes to animals. That could be it. Something's going on, Fred. Yeah. Yeah, Fred. 
check that out. So this haiku for you is by Fuseki. Fuseki. F-U-S-E-K-I. I hear the sound tonight of horses splashing in the stream out in the cool moonlight. I'm feeling you, Fuseki. Wow. I actually like that. That was a deep one. Yeah, I like that one. That was a deep one right there, Vic. What does that have horses, to, yeah. yeah, but what does that have to do with tonight? Splashing in the stream. Exactly. Freedom. Freedom. Dodge is going to the Casa de Corruption, Houston, Texas. <laughs> and they, the they, they, they and they sweep those guys, man. They, like Austin Bond says, we should have won two World Series these last few years. It's freaking Astros. We won't forget. We don't forget. They what, Altuve thinks we forget? We don't forget Altuve. <laughs> did, did he say freaking Astros? Yeah, I did say freaking Astros. And Altuve, we don't forget. We don't forget Bregman, Altuve. Bregman, all you guys. Korea, all you freaks. Well, I mean, Bregman had a big series. Yeah, Bregman, yeah, but he did. Bregman, yeah, Bregman can hit. I mean, listen, they can all hit. Korea but who is Bregman? You said Bregman and Brogelman. Who's Brogelman? Brogelman. One in the same. Bregman. One in the same. Brogelman. They're all losers. Well, we'll find out tonight. It's lit. Stories lighting up the sports headlines. Brought to you by our buddy who was just on, Jacob and Ronnie. Accident or injury, call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. And congrats to former Laker Jordan Clarkson was crowned Sixth Man of the Year last night after having a great year with the Utah Jazz. You know, for as much crap as the Laker front office got, even as recently as two years ago, and rightfully so on some fronts, uh, their scouting staff did a pretty, uh, pretty solid job. If you go back to their drafts going back to 2014, Julius Randle, a couple of times an all-star. Larry Nance, very good player. D'Angelo Russell, before he got hurt, was an all-star. Lonzo Ball is turning the corner. I mean, they, they did a really solid job. And by the way, I didn't even mention Brandon Ingram, all-star. Avita Zubak has had a really good career so far with the Clippers. Uh, so even in the midst of all their turmoil, the Lakers scouting staff did a pretty solid job over the last uh, five or six years there, Fred. Yeah, they did. And the problem is, again, in the NBA, you don't have time to let guys develop. You can play or we're going to move on. And then when you move on, those guys can play. So, yeah, they did a fine job. I think that's the third former Laker in recent history that's been sixth man of the year. So, yeah, they, they did a really good job with other teams. <laughs> with other teams. You don't think if they stick around, do they make the playoffs? Without LeBron coming here, this, this young crew, if they're allowed to grow together, do they turn into a pretty good team? They turn, no? they turn into a pretty good team. I don't think they're a dominant team. I don't think they're a team in the conversation. Not in the conversation no. at all. Mm-mm. So if Drew Randall's here, Brandon Ingram's still here, Clarkson, Lonzo. Yeah, no, I think no. they need that. Kuzma, that, one that whole crew. That, that no. would just, They'd you know, be fine. Zubats. They'd be fine. They'd be competitive, They'd be fine. but they're not going to win the title. What do you think, Vic? They'd be a pretty good team. That'd be a, a solid squad, no doubt. And congratulations to Jordan, one of the great Filipino uh, Americans. And we congratulate Jordan 
Everyone loved Jordan when he was a Laker. Great personality, flamboyant, great wardrobe, sensational array of shots. And he's, a, he's just a shot maker, playmaker, a pure scorer. He has done fantastic with Utah. So congratulations, Jordan. But you're right, yeah, that very underrated scouting staff found a lot of uh, players who really contributed. I mean, listen, when you have the first, second, third picks, you should nail them. But the Lakers went into the second round and found really good ball play. I mean, the latest is, you know, Kuzma, second round out of Utah, was a sensational pick at, at that juncture. But yeah, the, the Lakers scouting has done sensationally. But if you want to, if you want to, you want to win, you got to give a little and get a, get a little or get a lot as an Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is the key. And all those dudes, you know, Brand, you know, B, you know, Brandon, Jordan, all those guys would never have won the championship here. There was something missing, even with, you know, Drew Randall, the beautiful Drew Randall. It, it, it wasn't, a, something was missing. But they would have maybe first tier of the playoffs, but that would have been it. They but it was. Had the scouting's been fabulous. Right? The scouting fabulous, no yeah. doubt. Speaking of giving a little to get a little, I just saw this about Jalen Smith, who's a linebacker for the Cowboys. So he's switching his number from 54 to number nine. We've had this discussion on the show about the oh, NFL no. implementing those new rules. No. Rodney. That's right. But in order to do that, he had to buy out all of the old inventory of his old number 54. That's going to end up costing him about six figures. Now, the, the sources don't say exactly what the dollar amount is. But a six-figure cost to buy out all of the old inventory to switch to number nine. Um, Wait, who's making them do that? The Cowboys are making them do that? I think the league is. Yeah, the league. The, the league, league is, is. The league is. Yes. Well, so did they make you do that before they, uh, before you, uh, before they made this rule where guys can have any number? I don't like believe. Like, if you wanted to just switch your number, you had to buy out. I don't think they did that, did they? I don't well, believe so. What it is is if he had waited till 2022. Correct. That's they, what it is, oh, Fred. It'd have been nothing. Yes. But yes. because they'd already made this other stuff, yep, and they've got to, okay. you know, start making new stuff. Mm -hmm. He's got to pick. Yes. Okay. So okay. six figures, Fred. You paying that to change your jersey number? No. I'm good. And by the way, Jalen Smith is a good player. Was a second round pick, but it's not like he's just you know rolling in the dough either. So. Yeah, wait a year. Just wait a year. That's a waste. That's a waste of money. I mean, unless it's really. It's the first chance. It's something you always wanted to do. And who knows? I mean, it may be true, but he may, you know, if you're honoring like someone in your family or someone that you really respect, and that's, you couldn't wait to be able to, to do that with a jersey number and it's what you wore in high school or whatever for that reason and you got a chance to do it in the NFL. I get it. Other than that, yeah, wait a year and do it for free. And call me old school, but linebacker should not be number nine. Thank you, Vic. Should, Thank you. Right? Yes. It should be in the 50s. 55, 56, whatever. 52, 50. I mean, something. That's a linebacker. You call me old school. But a, a linebacker should not be like a, a nine. And that's, exactly. that's just bizarre. So we talked about the uh, relationship between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and it mainly just comes down to Brian Gunkus, their general manager, and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron went on 
Sports Center yesterday talking about his displeasure uh, with Guntkust, and basically the rumors have set true. He wants out of there. It's either him or me. And according to Rob Domofsky, who's an insider for the Four Letter Network, it's not going to be Gunkus who loses his job. He says that Mark Murphy, the president of the Packers, is telling everyone that'll listen that they like Gunkus. They hired him for a reason. He's not going anywhere. So right now, Fred, we seem to be at a stalemate. Are the Packers going to trade him away, or are they going to get rid of Gunkus? Right now, if you're to believe league insiders, the GM isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Well, what I said originally when this story broke is one of the employees is not going to get management fired. That's not how business works. Now, Unless that employee has the big stick, and Aaron Rodgers does. I, I got to tell you, just from everything that's being said here, he's not going to play with that guy there. So Jordan loves your quarterback. Aaron Rodgers will come out and try to host Jeopardy. <laughs> uh, seriously. what He's going to force their hand. Yeah. He's going to force their hand. He's either going to, they're going to trade him. And he's, yeah. Or, he's, and he's in still good enough shape and young look he just won the mvp so if he can play hardball and say look i'm not i'm not gonna play this year then i'm gonna keep on holding i'm gonna keep on holding out uh, because obviously it's it's really ugly but the packers are one are the one organization in football that kind of operates like the shield in that you know in football we talk about in basketball and baseball where the individuals you know the 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 stars basically run the league and it catered to the stars where the shield in in the nfl is the is the is the still has the power but the players are slowly getting it um but green bay especially i mean if you heard a lot of the fan chatter out there they're like you're, you're disloyal to to the packers we don't want you then as good as aaron Rodgers have been most of the fan sentiment is you're disloyal or you know then good riddance so it'll be interesting how it plays out, but man. And the problem is that he can't go to one owner, like the owner of the team, and go, hey, let's have a sit down because this guy's got to go or me. Because it's owned by this, the individuals, a bunch of individuals, that one owner in Green Bay. It freaks me out how Green Bay has turned on Aaron. When Aaron's the MVP, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the game. And yet they, you know, you know, continue to humiliate him and embarrass him, and tr- and treat him like like flotsam and jetsam. This guy's an MVP quarterback, man. He's carried you to the playoffs. You don't give him any weapons, and yet he's been loyal to you guys for so long. And you draft this Jordan Love, and you know he's been working with Jordan Love. He likes Jordan Love. It's not about Jordan Love, according to Aaron. Aaron says, you know, these guys are not on the same, I'm not on the same page with them philosophically. Philosophically. What the hell does that mean? That means they didn't tell him what they were going to do. Well, they didn't pay him. Or maybe he wants to be paid. I don't know. But he said it's, it's about character. It's about it's f- philosophy. People. That's where they yeah. differ. Yeah. Treating I mean, people right. They're not treating him right, Rodney. He's an MVP. Yeah, he really emphasized that. It's about, you know, yes, it's great to... Uh, the buildings, the legacy and all that, but at the end of the day, it's the people. It's the people that matters, the people yes. that built this. And he took a shot himself saying they, you know, they had to understand it's about people and forgetting that. And that's what's lighting up the headline. Kevin's been great. As Vic said, the Casa de Corruption. Dodgers are in Houston tonight. David Vassay will join us next. Sports. Here on my head. 
Oh, yeah. It's Tuesday. Yeah, it is. Taco Tuesday at that. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan. On a beautiful day. Warming up. It'll be warm down there in Houston. Tell you that. The band box. That's where they'll be tonight. Dodgers and Astros. Let's bring on David Vassay. Dave, how are you today? I'm doing good, guys, and I have that same type of energy, Rodney, because it kind of feels like a playoff type of game today. Kershaw in Houston facing the Astros for the first time since Game 5 of the 2017 World Series. And just a little added extra something for you, Zach Greinke facing the Dodgers as well. So definitely this is, um, you know, you can't say it too many times these days in sports, but this definitely is a grudge match. You know, though, Dave, I, I, for whatever reason, I've seen some of the Astro games this year. I've seen Zank, Zach Ranky pitch. He's been getting knocked around a little bit. Yeah, I just talked to somebody, another pitcher in baseball today, and I told him uh, Kershaw is facing Granky tonight, and he said, ah, Granky doesn't have as much as he used to. So the Dodgers have had their way with Granky since he signed with the Diamondbacks, and in nine starts, I tweeted this out, in nine starts since Granky left the Dodgers, they have really beat up on him, two and five with an ERA of 554, and he's given up 12 home runs, but... Three of the Dodgers that have really done some damage against Granke will not be in the starting lineup. Bellinger and Seager, and also Jock Peterson, who owned Granke for whatever reason, is now in Chicago. The one guy that has done well, Justin Turner, he has uh, hit over 300 with a couple of uh, home runs off of Granke. He is in the starting lineup tonight, starting at third base. Yeah, Dave, much anticipated game, you know, with Obviously, Dodger fans, rest of the Major League Baseball, but certainly hitting home with the Dodger fans. Dave, do you think this – does this ever die down, or is this something that whenever the Dodgers-Astros meet, it's just always going to be, as you say, the grudge match, bad blood from now until eternity? Well, I just talked to Austin Barnes, part of the press conference Zoom, and I asked him whether or not winning the World Series last year helps him and his teammates from 2017 get over the Astros cheating their way to that championship, and he said he'll never get over it because, yeah, they won the World Series, and it's great that uh, they were able to win one, but they should have two, so... As long as there are still key members of that 2017 Dodgers team wearing this Dodger uniform, it's never yeah. going to go away. Yeah, I get that. I still still pissed off about the tuck rule when I was with the Raiders in, <laughs> in New England. You guys were robbed that yeah, day, too. We were. We were, Dave. Uh, My cousin broke the glass table in his house when we were watching he? that game, Rodney. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like yeah. – uh, He's one of those uh, gym rats and big guy and big Raider fan. And once they overturned that brilliant call from oh. John Gruden, corner blitz with Charles Woodson. Yes. And they yes. called it the tuck rule. Uh, he broke his uh, his dining room glass table pounding on it. I bet there are a lot of things broken. A lot of passion. Night. A lot of passion. Yeah. And that's how Dodger fans feel, too. And I'll yeah. add something else to tonight's game. I found out that that fan group, Pantone 294, yeah. They have arranged the trip, so they are going to be in full force tonight oh, that'll be great. at Minute Maid Park, so that Love should be it. fun. That, that'll Love be it. great. All right, so the Dodgers, uh, after feeling, feeling very sickly, got well against teams they should have got well against. When you look at the Astros, and I know Granke is pitching, but we know he you know, doesn't have as much on his fastball anymore. 
Uh, should this be a situation where they just continue to get better here, Dave, against Houston? You would expect so, but it's going to be a, a different in- environment, different atmosphere, because this is the first time the Dodgers will be playing in front of a full capacity. That's right. At Minute Maid Park, it will be allowed to be filled to the rafters like it was in the past. So it should be interesting tonight. It's never easy to go into a place like that, and especially a shock to their system where they haven't played in front of a full crowd since 2019. So it's not a given that they just roll over in these two games. So it's going to be fun, but it won't be easy. Hey, Dave, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Cody Bellinger earlier. Um, how close are we seeing him? Is it going to be this weekend? Oh, yeah, it will be this weekend. Yes. Is, I don't know whether it's Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, but, yes, you will see Cody Bellinger and Zach McKinstry at Dodger Stadium this weekend. He is very anxious to return to the Dodgers. Both of them are, but, yeah. Cody is uh, getting ready to come back, and it looks like it'll be this weekend at some point against the Giants. I saw that uh, Cody hit a home run uh, in his rehab stint in AAA. How's McKinstry doing? He's doing well. I, I, I'm not saying that he's hitting any home runs. He's getting on base, but the most important part is both of these guys have played in three straight games, so that's what the Dodgers want to see, whether or not Cody's leg can handle that and whether or not McKinstry's oblique strain is fully healed by him playing three straight days. So that's the biggest check mark for the Dodgers to see, and the at-bats have not been there for Cody, let's face it, since spring training. So uh, hopefully he can hit the ground running. It might be a little bit too much to expect for that to happen, but uh, he's going to continue to play in Oklahoma City up until this weekend. When these guys are in the minors on rehab, do they get the same per diem? <laughs> That's a great <laughs> question. I know that <laughs> these guys, friend. like a, a guy like Cody, who's making $16 million this season, is buying the spread, and that's why the minor leaguers love it when uh, major leaguers come down for a rehab assignment because they eat a lot better than what they normally do. Is that is that true? Yeah. Do the major league guys usually buy the spread? They take care of the come guys. On, Fred. Yeah. How long have you been around, Fred? Well, Fred. Well, I haven't been in Oklahoma City, Dave. I'm sorry. Fred, Man, they, come don't on. All, they don't all give charter a new buy a new bus for the for the folks like Michael Jordan did, but they take care of the guys down there, don't they, Dave? One hundred percent, and the clubhouse attendance, the benefit from those major leaguers being there as well. So yeah, they under the one thing that guys that are playing in the game never forget is where their roots were and how difficult minor league life was. So whenever they go down there, they want to try to make those guys' lives better. All right. Unlike you, Fred, do you try to make Kevin <laughs> Figures and Ronnie Ofacio's yeah. life better? How many times have you bought them lunch, Fred? We know Ooh. you haven't bought Rodney a birthday nope. present yet. Nope, still. Uh, I think I bought Kevin lunch. Oh, did? Yeah. Ronnie, what I was it? Lunch? No. Fred, where's my a, sandwich, Dan? He gave, you, he gave him a couple of wings when he won a bet from Rob Parker. That's what he did. No, wait a minute. Have I bought lunch when you guys have been here and stuff? You have. And stuff. Yeah. And stuff. How <laughs> many times? How many <laughs> times? Uh, three times a week. Wait a minute, Fred. That bet and with stuff. Rob Parker when you lost all those wings didn't count. Have I not bought pizza and stuff? You have, yes. And yeah. Pizza? Yeah. How about Dave Arnie Morty's downstairs? That. Get them some filet mignon sliders. You don't push your luck, Dave. At least they're eating. 
<laughs> all right. Rodney, it's, it's all on you, Rodney. I know. I Maybe know. you could bring in one of See, Patty Dave, LaBelle's great uh, hey, sweet potato I'm gonna pies. I'm going to bring some of them oh, Patty's pies, Dave. You keep talking about I'm going to bring you one of them pies. I'm going to bring you nine pies, Dave. I don't want the one from Walmart. <laughs> oh, these would be special Patty's pies. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, we're back to wrap things up. Call me a cheapskate. And stuff. And stuff, stuff well, I Brent. couldn't remember what I bought. I bought pizza. I bought and stuff. Wings. And stuff. You bought some stuff. You know what? They enjoyed that stuff. Hogan and Rodney. Rodney Pete. An athlete. Rodney Pete. A father. Rodney Pete. An L.A. icon. Rodney Pete. And this guy. Red Rogan. <laughs> AM 570 LA Sports. Thanks to everybody who watched the first stop on the Petros and Money Virtual Chevy Summer Tour. If you missed it, you can still watch on YouTube and Facebook. The next virtual stop is Thursday, June 3rd. Enter now for your chance to win a Chevy Silverado. At AM 570 LA Sports slash Chevy. Brought to you by the Chevy Silverado. The number one selling full-size pickup in California. Ronnie, Kevin, thank you. Great job as always. Rodney, it's a real sprint tomorrow. See you then.